It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Yeah. 2024, brother. Another 24 hours to live. You know? You know, happy Black History Year. We back. Some people calling it the Kobe year. No, we just came off the Jordan year. I mean, you know, that's, you know, everybody assigned something. 24. 24. 24. Um... You know, so we here twenty four. <laughs> Happy New Year, man! How how was your how was your New Year? How was it coming into the New Year? Uh, how you feeling? Uh, new Year good? was it was cool, man. It was you know I like to bring my New Year's in kind of quiet. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot mm-hmm. of chill and solitude, thinking, shit like that. I've been doing that for years. I remember nineteen the year. That uh, the club shooting happened with J Lo. Now, that was my first year in on on New Year's Eve. I guess that was going into two thousand, and I just laid back, man. My wife was pregnant. She was my girl then. She was pregnant. We just laid across the couch and watched the New Year's shit. Then all that shit started popping off, and then um, I went to sleep. And came in and, and kicked ass the next year. So I followed suit for many years after that. I think maybe two thousand going into two thousand six might have been one year that I was out. But other than that, I usually be chilling. You know what I'm saying? Cook some food, eat some food. This year, just chill. You know what I'm saying? We ain't even really cook nothing. Just chilled and uh, watch watch some TV. School my son on some. LL Cool J on Dick Clark, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trying to uphold the hip hop, the old school hip hop pedigree, and then it's just moseyed on in the 24. Man, this this year is gonna be different. You know what I'm saying? 23 was different in in a way, but 24 gonna be different in a in a recuperate, get back way. How to get back? You know what I'm saying? To where you was at and beyond. So. You know, that don't take a whole lot of celebration and, and hoopla, you know. Not mad at it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit, I like to watch the Instagram and see people getting it in. But that just be my, my part of it is watching. <laughs> I'll see y'all niggas next week when the prices is down. <laughs> I, I, I can dig it. <clears throat> I can dig that. Um, When you said... The uh, Puffy J Lo shit for a high second. I thought you was gonna say you was in the club when that went down. No, 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 but, no. I was, I was on, I was in Miami watching that shit uh, on TV. Gotcha. Club couch. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way when it comes to New Year's Eve. Like, look, I've been washed many New Year's Eves ago. I don't even look at it as washed. I just always looked at it as like amateur night. You know, the expectations are high. <laughs> And uh, it's oftentimes very underwhelming, you know. Um, I've had a few times I was talking to some of my homies in the group chat. Shout out to Westman, shout out Johnny Mingle. We were in London one year, long time ago. And I don't know, it was so funny in retrospect. You know, it's always 
fly to have New Year's Eve plans. It's always fly to say that because <laughs> especially when you're young, people, yo, what you doing? Where you going? Da, 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 da. So if it sounds fly and exotic, oh, yeah, we going to be abroad. It just sounds fly. And um, we went to London and Amsterdam, but what I totally forgot about that was they were experiencing winter like we were experiencing winter. And their winter was, like, way more regressive, mm. you know? And that shit fucked the whole trip up. Like, it was that type of thing. We left Amsterdam early. Like, you God, mean that regressive shit, as in <laughs> colder? That, sh- that shit was cold as fuck. You know, mm. Amsterdam, that shit, all them canals and all that, so all that, all that cold air coming off that water is crazy. And then... Mm. um. And when I smoked some weed that was way, way, way too strong. This was before I was really smoking weed like that. It was still real recreational for me. I'm like, well, in Amsterdam, you might as well get it. And I know that shit was dumb strong. And that shit just felt like that shit just felt like it made everything even colder. You know what mm. I mean? Um, then we were gonna get into uh we were supposed to we had another shout out my man Chad. We um he was cool with Tim Westwood at the time. And we was trying to get in contact with him because we was going to go to some event. And it was, you know, this is pre, this is like pre-social media, really like pre, damn near pre-text. You know what I'm saying? Like we were emailing people from like the, the hotel lobby. You know, this is still the MapQuest era, print some directions out type shit. And um, we trying to get in touch with him. That shit take it forever. We all this line. It's super fucking cold, but this is New Year's Eve. So they going crazy with the... With the prices, at this point, the pound was beating the dollar's ass. <laughs> and I was still, you know, I regretfully, as I look back on it, I was on my little frugal Freddy. You know what I mean? Like, we done came all this way, and I'm st- I'm kind of ah, shrugging when it came to, like, yo, this is going to cost this. We're going to have to do this. I'm like, ah. We wound up getting a bottle. We wound <laughs> up getting in the club. That shit was trash. It was nobody in that bitch. It was like, I don't even know where the line went. Like, I don't know what happened. What was all these people online? They didn't meet us inside. But um, ever since then, for the most part, man, I like to chill, stay at the crib, do like a couple days beforehand, do like a little self-audit. You know what I mean? See what what I got done, what I, what I planned to do, what I accomplished, what I didn't accomplish, what am I, you know, rolling over? What's the... What's the new goal? What's the new intention? All of that type of shit. And then just be real chill, mm-hmm. real mellow, you know, watch some TV or something like that. And um, and then I cooked. I made some, uh, I did my little, I went the Negro classic. I did some black eyed peas, collard greens, and cornbread just to, Bro. you know, for the luck and the, and the ceremony of it all. And, and meat? Uh, yeah, I had some smoked turkey with it. Just oh, in okay. it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mixed it up in that shit. She was, she was pretty good. The cornbread was fantastic. I ain't gonna lie to you. I got, I got, I got, I got to freeze that shit fast because that shit is like cooking up crack. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That shit, yeah, it's it's crazy. That nigga um, throw down. Yeah, man, I did that. But uh, other than that, man, it's been chill. I oh, what I did do, I'm late as a motherfucker. But I finally, finally locked into Top Boy. And I've been wow, watching Top yeah. Boy for the last three, four days. And what you think? I fuck with it. You didn't like it? I didn't watch this. I didn't watch the new reboot uh, of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I tried it out before. 
And again, we talked about this. I, I, it was just hard to get over the Londonness of, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, the, the, the street activity. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I never did get into it. So uh-huh. I didn't catch the first part. So I didn't really catch the reboot. So, right. but I hear everybody, I see everybody talking about the reboot. So, you know, I've been yeah. toying with it. That's why I was curious to know how what you thought. I was the same way. I was the same way. I didn't even know which one was the reboot, which one was the OG, because both of them are on Netflix. If you right. want the OG, that's Top Boy Summer House. That's where oh. it all starts. Oh, okay. and, and that one is a little bit more grittier, the way it's shot, the way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I'm just probably, I'm like eight episodes into the first season of the new, the Drake and Maverick Carter joint. And that shit right. I ate too, because I thought, you know, somebody was telling me it was like, they kind of compared it to kind of like Summer House is what like Raising Canaan is, whereas mm-hmm. the new one is more like what Ghost is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a little soapy or whatever. But so far, I think both of them are good. And I like really locked in because typically, like to your point, like it was just taking me out. I couldn't connect with the slang and all of that shit. It felt like it was moving real slow. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I just I sat with one episode and maybe about an episode and a half in. I, you know how you feel that momentum shift and you like, oh, now nah, I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I even said to myself, like, nigga, I'm, I'm happy for me. You know what I mean? Like, I got, <laughs> I got some time. I'm about to fucking lock in. This shit is good to the motherfucker. I understand. That shit got me on my Aubrey Graham because all of the fucking slang is real catchy. Bruv, in it. We want our food. You know what I mean? We're making peas. All of that shit is like, <laughs> is catchy as fuck. And the characters are, are well done. And it's funny, too, because... You know, like, over the years, I feel like the distance, you know, the pond has gotten smaller. When they say across the pond or whatever, like, felt like it was two separate, you know, like, entertainment hubs. Mm-hmm. You know, the people over there and the people over here. And they yeah. didn't really all the way cross. And when they first started crossing, it was a little bit of like, yo, what's going on? They taking our jobs, whatever, whatever. And then now it's just so embedded that you don't even really notice it until... Three seasons in, you find out, oh, this nigga from Manchester, you know. But when you watch Top Boy, it's so many people that you've seen in shows that are like, oh, right. Oh, shit, I, I know. So, like, Letitia Wright's in there, Michaela Cole's in there. um, A bunch of people, just a bunch of familiar faces that you've seen. And you're like, oh, wow, okay, bet. Oh, shit, that's homie from such and such. Or that's her from this. And uh, I think it's well written, you know. It's uh, you know, it's got some good stakes to it. I think it's worth checking out. Like I, and I totally understand because I like the shit has been on my list for years, and I tried it a few times and it just didn't take. But if you got some time, um, I say give it two to three episodes and and you'll see what you like. Especially the first season, the somehow shit. Them seasons are like four rep, four episodes a piece. Mm. You know what I mean? So you be through three seasons in 12 episodes. Okay. You know? So yeah. well, with that, you uh-huh. know, we, we, we're moving into 24. Where yeah. would you rank that in 2023 TV world? Moving into our 2023 recapness of it all. Well, I feel like I did, it doesn't, it doesn't apply. You know how like certain, you know, you got to be in the, the Grammy selection window. Like, this shit, this, I'm talking, like, 
People gonna be like, dog, you talking about Top Boy in 2023? This shit, I think it came out 2016, 2017. So, like, I ain't even gonna play that. I ain't gonna yeah. play that. This is a throwback. This reminds me of when I started watching Game of Thrones over the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, this is it. And everybody like, nigga, you just getting to that shit? But um, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. it's a it's a good, it's like a, a good uh what's the word? Like it's a nice little, I don't even call it a placeholder, but it's something I picked up because you know. When I look at this list, because we're going to talk about some shit. I mean, we watched a lot of TV and talked about a lot of TV this year. But to me right now, it feels like it's not a whole lot of shit on. But maybe I'm bugging. So it felt like I had I had some bandwidth for another TV show. So I um, mean, did they just drop one in 2023? So it, it, it fits the window last season. Oh, uh, okay. I ain't get to that yet. So oh, I can't really speak okay, on that. Okay, I can't okay, speak okay, on right, that. Okay. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man. Salute to Top Boy. Let us know what you think. Let us know who who some of your favorite characters are on there. Who you fucking with? The Shane. You fucking with Sully. Fucking with Jamie. You know what I mean? Like this shit, nah, dog. You gotta watch it, man. It's a good. It's a good show. It's a good show. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's a cosign. Shit. There you go. <laughs> so let us talk about. Uh, 2023, we're going to recap, you know, do a little recap of 2023 of uh, what we saw, what we experienced, what we fucked with, you know, uh, who won the year in various categories. You know, I guess this is this is the ITC Awards, you know, Word. you know, so um, second annual second. Is it the second or the third? It it's, like a, it's a few. We've been loose with it. We need to get some tuxedos. <laughs> And some and some fucking garland, you know what I mean. <laughs> Turn it into a thing. Some pastor d'oeuvres. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's let's kick it off with music. What you think of the year twenty twenty three music wise? How would how'd you feel oh, about man. it? You know, twenty twenty three music wise was much more the same to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not gonna get too crazy with it because I haven't I'm not everybody you know what I'm saying I think I think this year opened up a lot of doors for people to feel like hey man let me go discover some other shit you know what I'm saying so you know you know Usual Suspects Drake came out with an album or two did a tour with 21 where he gave 21 all the good beats and you know what I'm saying he Melodized all the way through the rest. Then he gave us a, you know, gave us some rap. But you know, Drake was out there. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce did the Renaissance tour. Andre made a flute album, which was a cool departure. But uh, it speaks to what I'm saying. It's like, you know, a lot of the same created a a window of of, of things of people saying, you know what? Let me try this let me try that afro beats blew up a lot during this era uh i'm a piano had his has had a moment 2023 just people just vibing on different shit you know what i'm saying andre put out his flute um i was i was and i'm not shocked or surprised but i was uh impressed by rod waves wave you know what i'm saying on the mm-hmm. on, on the concert t- 
tip and and on the uh you know just dropping shit and then going out and really packing out shit on the low you know what i'm saying and like you see a lot of ride wave everywhere on all the commercials and shit but he was he was out there working he was doing his thing a lot of niggas is out there doing their thing but i really noticed ride wave this year and um you know and of course you know the the surgeons of nasty girl rap sexy red kind of took over the, the ghetto streets and um and made a mark for herself <laughs> mm. yeah she reminded me and of on like some that. of these kids out here it's just damn shame but go ahead what you mean what what, what, that, what you said that was a video came out maybe last week or, the, or a couple of days ago little girls singing the sexy red joint hands on mm-hmm. knees just mm-hmm. in full blast like they about three years old with the karaoke right. machine just going in Right. And it, you know, you know, people talking about it, but I don't usually jump in those type of conversations because the internet is such a wild place. Because there's always gonna be some 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 nigga shit in the world in the mix, no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's always some niggas and always gonna be some nigga shit. Until the internet, nigga shit didn't usually have to cross over into your world. You know what I'm saying? But on Twitter, the nigga shit is gone fly slide past your timeline and you got to deal with it you know what i'm saying like them people was quietly in their own environment doing their own little shit when they they was gonna be doing that no matter what season or era it was you know what i'm saying but now it's crossed over into a place where people from different backgrounds and different um points of views can have an opinion on it so mm-hmm. and then you can see the effects of of nigga shit you know what I'm saying? Especially in a in its bubble. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times that bubble is a bubble. That's a place where certain people be and that's where they at. And they always there and they've always been there. And then sometimes we just get a chance to chime in on it. But people get a chance to chime in because I don't chime in on shit like that because I know, you know what I'm saying? That shit going on whether or not you chiming in on it or not, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. A lot of naysayer behavior in the world, and it's uh quite interesting sometimes because it's always been interesting. But to your point, now that it's in the the mix and everybody could comment, that's something that I don't. I've grown super tired of. I've I've been realizing recently, last few months, <clears throat> and even I think I'm really falling back in 2024. But like, I don't even like being in the comments no more. Just for, yeah, I used to like, I've never been somebody to comment, but I'm a, you know, I'm a lurker, right? So mm-hmm. I'll go through the comments to sometimes there'll be some funny shit. And the most I'll do sometimes is like a comment if I think it's super funny. But what's been pissing me off more than anything is when it seems to be an isolated incident, whether it's some naysayer behavior or whether it's some like some uh, New York uh, civics or local news or development or something like that or some you know you know whatever there are these people that are from outside the community that have the strongest fucking takes and they be so uninformed and so like remote from the situation that it, it like 
It that shit be having me frustrated. Like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? So I find myself saying, make it get your ass out these comments. You know? So, um, but back to the sexy red of it all. I feel like sexy red remind me of like the the woman juicy J. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a lot of like chant rap, uh, mm-hmm. real uncompromising, you know what I'm saying? Raunchy, but the shit is effective. The shit it, like it just it hits the nerve, it hits her demo hard, and and the, the momentum has not really slowed down, you know? So I appreciate it. I appreciate it for what it is. I appreciate mm. it for what it is. Speaking of music, though, you talked about a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of things in music. I've been hearing a lot about Rod Wave peripherally. Mm. Like, I've listened to some of his stuff, but not enough to really even have a gauge of what... Um, you know, I, I kind of got an idea what a sound is, but I, I couldn't name any records. You mm-hmm. know, but I do see that he's selling out, and I see that Ari Lennox is catching hell trying to open for him. You know what I mean? Because it just feels like that those those crowds haven't all the way uh, coalesced yet. But you know, shit, it's an opportunity to build your fan base. Yeah. Anyway, them people can't but, see him. But go ahead. Of course, and that's just that's that's opener. That's the opener struggle more often than not. Sometimes you try to get an opener that compliments what you're doing, and maybe you know, or somebody that, and maybe he does like her. You know what I mean? Maybe he likes her music, and he's just like you know. I think oftentimes if you headlining and you want to put somebody on, that's always you know a, um, an indication of the taste of the headliner. Like yo, I think y'all should fuck with this person. If y'all ain't up on this, check this out. You know. Um, but I got this thought about music because I think music, particularly rap music, was pretty flat this year. You know what I mean? There's people that came out, you know, some good, some solid albums that came out. But I got this thought for me. <clears throat> I feel like I've noticed, maybe it's just because I've been listening to rap, particularly rap, for uh, 30 plus years, probably mm-hmm. longer than that, right? And uh, actually longer than that. But I feel like as of late, there's this thing for me where it's a phenomenon where like there could be a solid album, like a like legitimately good album. You know, it could be nominated for album of the year. I'd be like, nah, that shit is good as fuck. But for me, there's no replay value on it. Mm. You know, it's not a knock on the album. I'll give you an example. Like <clears throat> I like the Killer Mike album. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I think it's solid. I think it's probably his best work. You know, I think it definitely deserves all the accolades it's getting, but it's not something that I go back to, you know? Right. I felt I felt like that with Kendrick Kendrick's last album, and then later on I went back to it, and then I, I fuck with it much more, but I still don't, like, I still don't find myself, I, I guess I've morphed into the playlist game now. Mm-hmm. I'll take an album and I'll cut that shit up like a turkey and I'll cut, you know what I mean? Cut the shit, get some of that dry ass white meat off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Put some thighs and some legs on here. Boom. And that's going to that playlist. And I'm going to throw that on this playlist. And it is what it is. You know, like, you know, and even if an album is 25 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes, sometimes it's just like, ah, I don't want to hear that right now. You know? Okay. And I don't know if that's just me. I don't think it's just me, but I'm curious have you seen that with you or, you know, what's your, um, what has been your experience with music over this past year? Well, 
<clears throat> you know, over this past years, you know, it's like you said, it's been to me, it's been flat. But again, it has opened up doors to go discover new shit. You know what I'm saying? I go listen that. to new artists and go listen to you know what I'm saying stuff that I wouldn't normally listen to. I've added to my funk list. You know what I'm saying? I've yo, know, mm-hmm. I've I rocked out to the I'm a piano. Not that I know any I'm a piano artist, but mm-hmm. you put on the playlist and that shit go. You know what I'm saying? It's just just a good vibe. You know what I'm saying? And you know me, I've been searching for you know the the foreign sounds just so they don't get in the way. Like when you when you're writing and shit like that, foreign language don't get in the way because you're not trying to listen and understand the words. You're just vibing. So, you know, it's, it's been real easy to vibe to the I'm a piano and um, Afro beats. Even, you know, like, I got an Afro beats list from the original Afro beats, like the 70s, you know what I'm saying? Fela and all them niggas, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Castle, Bucky, Leo, and, and shit like that, you know, so... It's good to see the progression. You know what I'm saying? It's good to have an alternative. Now, when you want to, you know, when you want to rock, you're going to put on the hip hop. You know what I'm saying? When you, you know, in the car, you're going to put on your shit. But this year, you know, I, you know, it's been a rough year anyway, but I ain't really heard nothing that got me to where I'm going to be playing that shit over and over. But I find it, it forced me to go find other shit that I do play over and over. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beauty of culture is that it's, it's, it's a living being. And even when it ain't hitting like you wanted to hit, it's going to cause the culture to do things that they weren't thinking about doing. And I think that's the byproduct and the benefit of, of having a music year like this. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm not young. You know, like when you're young, music affects your life in a different kind of way. Music Mm -hmm. is part of your growing and your development and your fucking learning how this world works. You know what I'm saying? Like, so all of that goes along with it. When you get to a certain space where you're, you're culturally not moving and grooving as much, it's less impactful in that way because you're not, you're not associating this music with, with things that you, you're going through now and, and the new motherfucker you talking to now, and the and they got down new places you've been, and 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 the first time you did this, and the first time you did that, you know. So for me, is 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 not background. It's it's ride along music. You know what I'm saying? What's riding along with me? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not learning as much from the music as I wants to hear. Now the music is is helping me learn other things, and and to me is which songs and which playlists are riding along with that. Like I said, I'm adding to my funk list. You know what I'm saying? There's new funk songs that I haven't heard, but I've heard somewhere way in the background, and I never knew them. And then you hear them again, you're like, oh shit, I remember that. Plug that in, but it was from a time when I was learning, when I was finding my place in the world. This you know what I'm saying? That type of music along with the hip-hop is what was was guiding you. Like, that funk shit wasn't like no radio, everyday shit that was guiding you. But when you outside, you had the jams, that's what was playing. So it sticks to you a certain kind of way. So, you know, right now, 
I I take what's good, what comes with it. Like I could I could hear the Drake shit when it's on and, and I need it. Or it's 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 that type of vibe or you at a kickback or you riding in the car and you, you got the new shit and the and the goddamn all the new niggas. I love that. But then when I'm in the crib though, that shit be on some other shit. <laughs> Do you have any albums at all on heavy rotation? From 2023? Yeah. No. Andre. Yeah, okay. Okay. Andre okay. 3000. He'll play in mm-hmm. the morning. Um, like I said, I listen to all these shits, but, you know, it ain't like I'm playing them back to back and at the house and just riding out. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm still in 2022. I'm still on... Mm. Young Dolph and, and Key Glock and them shit. I listened, yeah. like, I've been more, I didn't listen to more, and it ain't even that it's new, but I've gotten more into the Griselda movement. A lot of it is older, you know what I'm saying? A lot mm-hmm. of it is older. Um, the, the um, you know, and how I got on that, I saw my son, he, you know, he into all that old, underground and new underground stuff right mm-hmm. and so he saw the the producer from like griselda produce some shit with drake um, oh the composer James. williams yeah compose yeah. yeah 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 and so i'm like oh he big man let me see who this composer williams is right so i follow him on instagram so i see him out there making beats and you know what I'm saying the people he working with and i've been you know jumping in his wave and that wave, you know what I'm saying, feels a lot better because the mainstream wave is, like you said, falling flat. So, like, what what is going to turn up some energy? And, you know what I'm saying, I'm finding some energy in, in that new wave and, and all them cats and Jid and, and um, RFK, such and such, and Blase skipping now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely a time to just kind of treat it like a buffet. You know what I mean? Bounce around, check out this, check out that. I've been checking out a lot of old shit too. Like uh just just going through catalogs, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I know you've been talking about Barry White not too long ago. So I was listening to one of they got like a best of album that's damn near like two hours long. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to that shit. And I always like the lush production of Barry White, but his his pre-song shit talk is legendary. <laughs> The shit is his shit is too funny. He going he gonna speak for at least two to three minutes before he let that that record rock. On and he got level. some shit to get off his off his chest. Yeah. And but Barry yeah, White funny. Barry White got got some, you know what I'm saying? He got some words. Like he'll play or not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if he ain't yeah, got yeah. the the preamble talk, just the lyrics in some of the songs, you know? Like the groove mm-hmm. and the lyrics is like, damn, this nigga talking some shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, Barry yeah, White, he's unofficial, he's an unofficial uh, Miamian, even though he's from Watts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. His music is unofficial Miami from my era. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that's like the sound of the city. It's not even like, you know, oh, yeah, he played, yeah, Barry White. No, it's just when you hear you like, you know that's Miami. Like, oh, yeah, that's Miami. I don't know if that shit play anywhere else in the world like it play there, but it do. Certain songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of him. I was listening to uh, 
As I said before, I've been rocking with Larry June a lot. I like the the project he did with Alchemist. It's fire. Mm-hmm. I went back and was going through Fonte's um, catalog, listening to some of his shit. You know, he's a beast. Um, but just just popping around, like just popping around, putting yeah. together little little playlists and, and things of that nature. You know, I think- nothing but nothing where I'm re like all locked in, locked in where I want right. to hear it from. Top to bottom. What were you about to say? I think 2023 is the year of discovery when it comes to music. It's mm. now everybody's going to break out and start finding the shit that they really fuck with because they can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people that, right. especially people that know how to dig. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to settle for any fucking thing no more. You just find your shit and rock out. To that point, I think, you know, with discovery... Beyond music, too, like, just how I'm talking about I'm getting the top boy years later, right? Particularly with music, they used to be, especially from working at a music magazine back in the day, there was always this desire and pressure to be up on everything that was mm-hmm. going on, to be in the loop, to be able to reference it, to be like, and I heard that, you know, and you, you just, I found myself just listening down, you know, hearing mm-hmm. shit, but not really feeling it, you know, on some old white man can't jump shit. And um I think now cuz I've I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to see every movie in the world, I'm not going to see, I'm not going to hear every album in the world. And I think streaming helped that because everything is at your fingertips like so it's just like it's a it's it's a terrible like you're playing yourself if you're even trying to hear <laughs> everything. So now I'm just like, I'll get to it when I get to it. And I'm not tripping. I'll get to it when I get to it. I'll enjoy it when I enjoy it. I don't need to be part of. The only conversation I need to be part of is this one. You know what I mean? I don't need to jump into, yo, yo, you know. Like, I haven't even watched the Chappelle shit yet. I'm going to watch it later on this week or maybe later tonight. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm going to get to it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not I'm not rushing. I'm not, I'm not rushing. So what am I in a rush for? You know what I mean? Word. Yeah, man. Shout out to uh, Boris Yeltsin. Who is that? You don't know who Boris Yeltsin is? Who is Boris Yeltsin? One of the illest trap, trap rappers out of me- Nah, Boris Yeltsin was a Russian leader. <clears throat> came after, what did he say? He came after Gorbachev? Hold on, let me, let me see. Let me see what Boris Yeltsin is. <laughs> yeah, man. Boris Yeltsin was a Soviet politician who was the first president of Russia from 91 to 99. Well, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 90s, uh, was, a, 90s was a dark, dark period in, in, in current events for me. That shit wasn't oh, current okay. where I was at. That gotcha. shit wasn't nothing. <laughs> I can dig it. I hear that. Right about 90, that's college. Like, college, you ain't sitting around... Watch TV and shit like that. You right. fucking outside. <laughs> it's a black spot. It's a black spot yeah, culturally. It's a black spot Did you see that life. show? Nah, nah. I heard about it though. I heard about it. I seen it peripherally. All we, yeah. all I know for show that nigga seen was Martin, Def Comedy Jam, Arsenio mm. Hall, and shit. That's about it. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about speaking of all of that. What do you want? Let's go to movies real fast because TV is a little abundant. Movies feels like I didn't see a whole lot of movies, particularly in the theater. 
I did see, and I talked about it on here, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, the Scorsese movie. I saw Air. I talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Viola Davis Jordan movie. I saw Bottoms with uh, Io. I forget how you say her last name. I saw The Equalizer 3. <coughs> I saw They Clone Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rustin. And I think my favorite movie of the year, maybe it's recency bias, but I saw American Fiction, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that a lot. How you feeling movie Well, wise? I'm going to tell you like this, man. Tell I had me. American Fiction as my favorite movie of the year. Not because of the action. I watched a lot of old action movies and you know from other years and all that stuff. I just, I like what the movie did. You know what I'm saying? I like mm-hmm. American Fiction took... A black family movie and made a mumblecore ass intellectual think piece. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. black movies don't really get that treatment a lot. And when they do, it don't really come off the way that you feel like it should come off. Like when you watch an old French ass movie with subtitles and shit, you be patient and you know what I'm saying? And it come off a certain kind of way. They pulled it off with American fiction, even with familiar faces. Familiar faces, that's not even part of that genre per se. You know what I'm saying? So you had um, old Erica, you know what I'm saying, from Living Single, the lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Issa Rae, you had, uh, got down, I forget, anyway, I, I'm I'm forgetting his name, not because I'm disrespectful. Sterling K. Brown? Sterling K. No, no, I'm talking about the main character. Sterling Jeffrey K. Brown. Wright. Get back, Jeffrey Wright. I'm not not saying his name because I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because on on Netflix, my kids made my profile picture Jeffrey Wright with a bald spot, <laughs> like from Westworld. Like they got a balding spot. And I'm like, Hilarious. come on, like how the fuck y'all gonna make me Jeffrey Wright? God damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody else got these old nice little profiles. My shit mad and balding. That's I ain't even balding, yeah. Yeah, dang. <laughs> so, but nah, but I think I think he was a perfect casting for it. I think I think the way that they portrayed it, it wasn't heavy handed. They gave you Martha's Vineyard without it being. They never even said it was Martha's Vineyard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was just there. It was this is where we at because this is where we at. And a lot of times in, in black movies, the intellect is heavy handed. And it's like, this is what we're doing because people don't do this. They didn't do all that. They just did the damn story and let you smart motherfuckers figure it out. And that's what I I, I enjoyed that. And it, that's not an easy feat, you know what I'm saying? Going not even just against uh, just a black demographic per se, but but taking culturally relevant actors that's in the space now putting them in that type of format and pulling it off without it just being, you know, stereotypical or, or page, you know what I'm saying? Patronizing. They didn't give no fucks about how nobody felt about it. They just went with yeah. it. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I like most about it. I thought it was balanced. I thought it had, you know, had a good amount of satire. Like it reminded me of like, the satire reminded me of like a more low key Hollywood shuffle. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It made its points, but it also didn't pick a side. Right. You know, like it wasn't preachy, it wasn't finger wagging, and then it kind of slipped a, like a nice, to your point, like a nice little quiet black family story mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so it was like it was like twofold going on. Um, what else did I like about the joint? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that was like that was the biggest. That was the biggest thing. And to your point about what I, I appreciated that it could be a, I guess you would say like a quiet movie with a lot of nuance, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this thing, and I think that we we're growing out of it slowly. But I see the shift and I see the spectrum getting wider. As far as black entertainment, there's more room for nuance, right? right? Before, like when you first said, yo, it wasn't the most, you know, I seen some more exciting films last year, whatever, whatever. It's like when it comes to black entertainment, a lot of times the patience is short. It's like. When this shit gonna be funny, nigga? What's gonna happen? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What? Come on, yo. Why this shit so slow? Like, you always hear that type of critique. That shit was slow as fuck. That shit mm-hmm. was dry as shit. Everything don't have to be on 10. Because we not always on 10. Right. You know, like you was talking about you and your, your wife, then girlfriend, laying across the couch while Puffy was dodging bullets. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes there's a dichotomy. Sometimes motherfuckers is we always talk about, you know, the black uh Norman Rockwell or black frolicking and you mm. know, just living life and just being black. We always and here talk you about go. It. Huh? We always talk about it. Huh? That's what I said. We always talk about it. No, we that's us. We uh, waving that oh, flag. Oh. And I mean it's people out there. But there's a shift, and I feel like hopefully there's more people that will explore that. Because you can't tell me. That it's it's not it don't it doesn't uh, resonate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you liked it, I liked it. There was a bunch of people that liked it. I think the shit is good. I hope more people see it. Right. That was my biggest thing when I left. I was like, damn, this shit good as I had two thoughts. I was like, damn, they killed Tracy Ellis Ross off like a uh, horror flick. Yeah. My bad. That's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, you could yeah, you could yeah, blank yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You could blank that. But um, <laughs> I, I thought that um. I thought that, and my biggest thing was, I just hope enough people go to see this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I hope people hear about it and go check it out. And and it was a trip that, you know what I'm saying, like the whole family was all doctors except for one character. But nobody, you never saw nobody in a lab coat per se. You saw Tracy Ellis Ross at the the Mm -hmm. building, but you didn't see her... (laughs) trying to be a doctor and none of that shit. It was just like regular house shit. You know what I'm saying? That was just a backdrop, you know? Um, the brother, you know what I mean? Like, you never saw him in that mode at all. You just saw him in his, like, shit, I'm trying to be out phase. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had all the elements without it being, you know, heavy, heavy-handed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're, this is a doctor and a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, right. it wasn't that. They were that, but nobody ever had to really insinuate that. So, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, they, they did a good job with that movie. And uh, and I didn't really know much about it until you said something about it. So that was a nice surprise. Yeah, that's what's up. I'm glad you, 
Glad you fucked with it. I think um, I think Sterling K. I think everybody did their thing, but I think Sterling K. Brown did his thing, and I think Erica Alexander did her thing. Yeah. Like it would be dope if either one of them got nominated. And obviously, you know Jeffrey Wright is a beast, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. And and it gave I think even for Issa Rae, it gave yeah. her a place to fit in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know a lot of times, like you know, she'll do her stuff where she knows where to put herself. But then she'll mm-hmm. do other stuff and it'd be like, ah, you know what I'm saying? She's an actress. You know, of course she's gonna try to play whatever role, but as a fan, it's kinda like, ah, she might not have fit there that well. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ah, might not really want to see her in that way. But just one motherfucker. I just felt like in this one, it was a position where it kinda fit. It's a, it's something that could can be uh drawn upon and she could grow from if if played right. You know what I'm saying? While she do all her other shit. Right, right, right. And speaking of Issa Rae, this is a good uh, transition into our TV situation. You didn't watch rap shit this season, huh? Or did you? I I, I just be catching bits and pieces of it. I haven't sat down Mm -hmm. and watched the whole shit. My wife watches it, so, you know, I Mm -hmm. walk in on it. You know what I'm saying? I might Mm -hmm. sit down and, you know what I'm saying, catch an episode or two. But I haven't sat down and watched it, even from the first I think I watched the first four episodes. Right. Straight. Right. Yeah. But other than that, I've been popping in. I, I get the gist of where it's going and, and what's happening. But, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, I haven't sat there and watched it. They're they, they trying to push the little manager out. You know what I'm saying? You got the, the producer trying to make his own floss. You know what I'm right. saying? Get all the glory. Yeah, yeah I, I, I catch it, but I ain't right. caught it. Got you, got you. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I thought it was a solid season. I thought it was real good. Shout out to my man Dave Helm. He wrote on. He actually wrote an episode. Um, I thought this season particularly, um, I think I don't know how you pronounce her name. I think it's Jonika. Jonika Booth, the one that played the manager. Mm-hmm. I think she bodied that. Like if we had to nominate somebody for an ITC award for for TV, um, She's up there. She did her thing. And um, Jabuki did his thing, too, who played the the producer, mm-hmm. who was, like, real funny style because I really didn't like his character. So that's a testimony to, like, how good, you know, they did. I but thought everybody know, else But gave... you know that nigga, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, niggas yeah, yeah, just yeah, like Of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you, and I think they did that well. Like, you know a lot of these these characters and these personas and how they how they presented it and a little bit of, you know, like the 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 little bit of, I guess, nuance, the little bit of, like, uh, personality traits that you see, but maybe you can't always put your finger on it, but then you see it presented and you're like, yep, I know a motherfucker like that, for sure. I know a motherfucker like that. Like, I know somebody like the manager. I know a bunch of people like the manager that's, fest, like, finessing and scamming and, and just trying to make a way out of no way right. and land on... Both feet every time, like an alley cat, you know, um, stressed out, like what you said, Bubba Chuck, you know, like a like a duck, but fucking Floating whatever, like paddling like shit. like hell up under the back. Hell yeah. Yeah, losing the tooth, getting right back in the game, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but yeah, shout out to Jonika Booth. She did her thing. Um, and then the last thing on some Issa Rae shit, just uh. I went, I had, I got a, 
I got a gift for somebody. You know, she got her own Prosecco out called Via Ray. That shit, like, sold out damn near everywhere. I had mm. to go, I just look far and low, find <laughs> that shit. And, uh, but yeah, she, she, she winning. She winning out here. But, uh, yeah, back to TV, man. We talked about a whole lot of shit. We talked about, we recapped BMF. We did a loose little recap. I guess we recapped Kindred. Um, shout out to Harlem, you know what I mean, for... You know, giving the nigga a nice little look. Mm-hmm. Uh, Power Ghost, obviously, we we didn't walk through that. Snowfall's final season, mm-hmm. we walked through that. Uh, the Idol, I, I walked through, yeah, <laughs> uh, through that. Yeah, the Shy, I watched that with my sister. The Succession, <laughs> we walked through that. Yeah, we walked through that. Yeah, Fargo, we still we in the midst of that walk. Raising Canaan. Uh, Raising Canaan, we in the midst of that walk, but... um. I'll say this, back to ITC Awards. So I said Janika Booth should be nominated for a performance. I feel like, what's my man's name? And men, my man that played Jerome on Snowfall. Yeah. Uh, I forget his last name. Y'all know. Romy Rome. Yeah. Not Romy Rome, but Jammin' Jerome. He need, he deserves to, you know, uh, be nominated for a walk to the podium. I think... Uh, I think, uh, I forget my man, London Brown, my man that's playing Marvin on Raising Canaan. Yeah. I think he's doing his thing. We'll talk a little bit about that in, a, in the second part of this episode after we get through these, uh, so, these recap awards. I mean, Joseph is Jerome. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I definitely yep. got him up there just, you know, across the, the, the entirety of the series. He's been solid. Mm-hmm. He's been that character that had a lot of depth to him. You know what I'm saying? Probably more than any other character. I know Franklin gets a lot of the acclaim and, you know, the, the you know, he came up. But Jerome had, you know, had a family, you know, per se. You know what I'm saying? He had a relationship with the neighborhood that was super crucial to Franklin's moves and, and mm-hmm. come up. And he was the problem solver. You know what I'm saying? He had the one who had a, the moral compass. Out of all of them, you know what I'm saying? He told all these motherfuckers how this shit was going to go. You know right. what I'm saying? Why he didn't want to do it. Did it anyway for y'all. I just yeah. think in the final season, although his acting was on point and he, he would be nominated for the ITC award, he is nominated for ITC award. I think the writers just got lazy. And was like, mm. we, we need to end, we need to wrap this up. And how are we going to do that? I think they got lazy with Jerome. I think his character did not portray any of the um, of the moral compass that they built him to have. Um, I think, you know, I don't think he was using any of the, the social intellect and IQ that he had in the final season. I just thought they just wasted him away. Like, okay, just wrote him off on paper. And, you know, it sucks because, you know, it could have really been very poignant what they could have done with him. But, you know, in our eyes, you know what I'm saying, he's still he's still up there. You know what I'm saying? Of course, uh, Franklin will be up for his own, you know what I'm saying, awards as far as over, overall, you know what I'm saying, ITC 2023, you know what I'm saying, going from businessman, mind playing tricks on you to the drunk on the, on the Ave. You know what I'm saying? In the end. So shout out to everybody who uh, made Snowfall happen. Shout out to John Singleton, who was able to bring that to life 
before his, his his passing. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? It was a good piece of work. I just think without him in the end, I think they rushed through the end kind of like a la Game of Thrones last season and mm. and and denied us from, you know what I'm saying, completing uh, a very uh, poignant story. Yeah. Shout out to Angela Lewis, too, who played oh, yeah. Aunt Louie, I think. Yeah, Aunt Louie. She got busy, too, made yeah. you kind of, you know, feel yeah. away. Yeah, you know? yeah. Snowfall wins it for me overall. You know what I'm saying? Just production value, just all what they did with that show, all what they did with that story. We've seen that. We've seen stories like this. You know what I'm saying? We watching mm-hmm. Raising Cane. We watching BMF. But none of them was put together the way that they put together Snowfall. Yeah, they had their shortcomings in the last season, but still, overall, they 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 it was top notch the way they put it together. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. I think they uh they definitely are the, on a higher tier, you know, damn near film, and I guess that has a lot to do with the John Singleton effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to them. Um, Shit. Man, 50 Cent got a, a major stake in this shit, uh, you know. Dog, we <laughs> talked about one, two, three, four, one, two, three, I think four 50 Cent shows in one year. At least yeah. three. Yeah. BMF, Ghost, um, Razor Kanan. Yeah. Yeah. And you you like White Power. Somewhere. Uh, yeah, oh, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot. Yeah, White Power. White Power was there. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah, 50, 50, like that motherfucker's the Ray Kroc yeah, of the streets, of the yeah. street TV. We're going to boil that shit down to Canaan and BMF, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Those are my favorites. I think, yeah. uh, well, I think Canaan, I think Canaan's my favorite of the spinoffs. Then yeah. Ghost come after that. Raising Canaan you know, is well done. Shout out to Fifty Cent team and and mm-hmm. Rob Hardy for you know setting the tone and you know what I'm saying all of the all of all the stakeholders you know what I mean they do a good yeah. job with the timing the look the you know what I'm saying the actuality of the look the jury is right. on point you know you couldn't say that for Snowfall their jury was not on point it wasn't time consistent you know what I'm saying they were in. They were doing certain type of chains when niggas weren't doing those kind of chains yet. But um, Raising Canyon typically stays on point. The leather outfits, rocks of feathered feathered hair, you know what I'm saying? Range Rover, box box range, the cars are on point. Um, Mm -hmm. Snowfall didn't show no lifestyle. That was a major miss for them. But yeah, Yeah. Canyon, the cars, all that shit on point. Yeah. Um, real quick, just for the culture, just some quick honorable mentions before we get into our recaps. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tatiana. That was the it restaurant of the year. That's so Kwame, uh, Quanch, I always fucking forget and fuck up his last name, but you know, uh, Black Cat, uh, fire restaurant right there in Lincoln Center. Shit is winning. Um, it was a big year for Oxtail. Yeah, you, you, know been, you been to Tatiana's? <clears throat> yeah, I've been to Tatiana's. Oh, that's what's up. And it was it was good. It was good. I talked about it on here. It was it was good as shit. It, you know, it's a Louis Spancy because the thing is, it's elevated street food. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Oxtail. That's expensive. 
But it's some big ass pieces of oxtail. Like I, I ate for two days off that oxtail. Like it was, it, it all of the plates are sh- to be shared. I didn't realize that at mm. first. So price point kind of is consistent with that. But like you know, like they got good shit. Like they doing the take all shit that you could, you know, you could get from round the way Jamaican spot. You know what I'm saying? And and, and be great with it. But it's just like. It's it's elevated. It's added a little flair to it. You know, good ingredients and and different takes or rather certain things. Little little cool approaches to stuff. It is cool. Nice little vibe in there. You know, like it's it's cool. It's, it's hap- I'm happy to see um, a young black dude win like that. I read his memoir before, so I was invested. I wanted to check it out. And like, yeah, yeah. So salute to salute to Tatiana. Oxtail, you know, oxtail everywhere. Shit on pizza. This shit is mixed in with a with a beef patty and cocoa bread and macaroni and cheese. Like the oxtail was the fucking the flaming hot spice of of uh, fucking food cuisine. I think this year, mm-hmm. uh, hip hop turned fifty. You know, uh, mixed feelings about that. If I'm being yeah. honest, I'm happy that it got there, but you know. I, I, you know, I, I'm more, more on the line of congratulations, hooray. There's a, you know, a couple of things I'm like, nah, but uh, it is yeah, what I it mean, is. I think the execution from some of these places who shouldn't have been executing was whack, right. but uh-huh. it doesn't take take away from the fact that you know guys who actually put down the roots, uh, given right. the opportunity to get out here and work, tell their stories. You know what I'm saying? Get some of these stories out to people who don't know them generations that have been skipped you know what i'm saying that that, that haven't been able to touch the early years you know what i'm saying a lot of those conversations are being had ll performing on goddamn you know new year's eve so it's bringing an awareness it's bringing cats out that wouldn't have never been out you know what i'm saying you could you could see the age on it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but it's good to be able to see the age on something black you know what i'm saying a lot of times they get us pegged. Well, you ain't gonna make it past twenty five. Yeah, you know that's been a, that's been a story that people start to believe. Like you know, what I'm saying I ain't think I was gonna make it past thirty. Like I ain't never think that, but you know I could see where people get it from. But ain't nobody gonna tell me that. I always thought I was gonna get old. You know what I mean? So mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw the propaganda out there though. It was, yeah. defi- it was definitely there. It was definitely there. Um, Beyonce tour that was a moment in culture. You know, yeah, we talked Beyonce about that. Beyonce left her mark. Keith Lee yeah. left his mark. Oh, speaking Keith of Keith Lee, <laughs> yeah, Keith Lee definitely disturbed the peace out there, and I'm not mad at that. He definitely blew up my turkey wing spot. I'm a little tight about that, but it is what it is. Uh, Pharrell and the Louis Vuitton look that was cool for him. Usher hundred shows at Vegas residency. Usher, you know and. Made away. Domestic terrorists. Huh? He Usher made away for himself this yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Resident, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Did his thing every every night when he was gonna do him. His sing sing along to the ladies, caused a stir, broke up some homes. Shout out to Kiki Palmer now. You know what I'm saying? Her shit was immediately wrecked after the Usher piece. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, you got the cats think about these. I think Wu Tang got a residency, and and a New Edition is starting a residency this year. 
you got cats thinking about this, and I think they should be thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that that people, you know, you might not be be of the age to travel all around the world and do all that shit over and over and over and over. But if you in one place and people come see you, that's a way. You know what I'm saying? And I will shout out my prediction. Now, it ain't right now, but whenever, whenever he feels like he's ready to get grown, Chris Brown gonna kill that shit. Hmm. Interesting. Chris- I mean, you've been kind of hinting at this prediction. I think we might have to expand on it. Another tip. I mean, I never. I know you was hinting like, yo, I got a Chris Brown take that I want to share with the audience. <laughs> so, so it's, it has something to do with him. Maturing and getting yeah, a little... Yeah, it's just... I think I think he has a second act. You know what I'm saying? Like, right okay. now, he's doing this thing. Whenever Chris Brown say, you know what? I'm going to put out a grown folk type of album to his generation. Uh-huh. Them people that grew up with him, they not grown. You know what I'm saying? They grown now. They grew up on Stomp the Yard and all them first albums. They, they, they starting to grow up. And once, once they get to an age where... He's speaking to them at that age. It ain't gonna be nothing stopping. All that past shit will be able. He'll be able to overcome it. You know what I'm saying? I think his grown man act is gonna be his best act. That's when everybody gonna be able to really buy into his talent and celebrity that he was building. That you know got derailed. I think. I think people will be able to jump back on it once he. Once what do he, you think that? It's it's on him, you know what I'm saying? Whenever he feels like, you know what, I'm settled, I'm mature, I'm gonna go ahead do this residency in Vegas, put on my motherfucker suit and sing some songs to the motherfuckers in a way that's to grown people. Not you know, okay. not I'm a blood and I'm gonna dance y'all out. You know, he's still gonna dance. And it ain't that long away. I I would give it about about five years. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. If I had, yeah, I was know. asking what it looked like. So you saying like, oh, a little it would, it would look suited. like, it, it would look like that same artist as a a grown-up version of himself. You know what I'm saying? He got some uh-huh. elements where he 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 got some songs that's hard hitting, but they they talking mm-hmm. real shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's still doing his dances because he still can do that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, his topic of conversation is not really from the perspective of you know, this is outside in the club. This is, you know what I'm saying? This is that grown man music on y'all motherfucking ass by Chris Brown. And they'd be like, what? And I think mm. his his audience would be at that age to respect it and and and, and everybody else will be able to join in as they were going to when he was the double mint kid. So that's just my thing. It, 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 you know, I just think People like to write him out, like, ah, oh, he, you know what I'm saying, he tripping, he trying to be a blood, he, you know what I mean, da 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 I think the man did shit. He came out super good, even under all what he was going through. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I think he's the most resilient R&B artist that we've seen in the last 10 years. Right. Considering all of the shit that he's going through, he's kept his audience, and they, right. the people that fuck with him, fuck with him. Right, you know, um, and they're gonna <clears throat> continue to. That's why I say he already yeah. got the base for it. Who do you see, or has there? Do you see anybody from the past that has kind of made that move, the transition from 
kind of young and wild and then kind of grown and evolved and like a little bit more, you know, like, I guess, mature with it. Like, I who mean, have you not seen? Not in the same of- way that he has to do it. Like, Michael Jackson went from a kid to a grown man, to a super pop star. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? I guess Usher. Yeah, yeah, Usher. Usher is probably the closest thing where he went from a young pop star. But he always right. sang mature songs. You know what I'm saying? True. He, he did true, true. give you some club banger type joints. But Chris Brown relied on the club scene in the streets. When right when the mainstream wouldn't have him, you know what I'm saying. So he took that lane. I just think there's a, a whole another. He could switch back over and do something that nobody has done before. You know what I'm saying. They wrote his mouth, man. You know what I'm saying. But mm. but I think the man talent and you know given given he stay out of trouble now. I ain't gonna say now he can still go around whooping on people and shit. Right. <laughs> given. He could, you know what I'm saying? He gets the the, the opportunity to grow up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like most of us do. Right. We're not like we was when we was 25 and 30. You know what I'm saying? Giving the opportunity for him to grow up, I think he going to kill that shit as an adult type of artist. Mm. All right. Well, we'll see. <clears throat> Maham Shadamas, you heard it here first. <laughs> we will see what happens. And see Chris Brown turn into... Gerald Levert. No, he's not um, going to turn into Gerald no, Levert. I know, he gonna I turn know. He's going to be Chris Brown. Brown. He's going to be Christopher <laughs> Brown. He ain't going to be Christopher. Y'all going to see mm-hmm. Y'all gonna see how that can grow up. You know what I'm saying? Most people uh-huh. don't see how black men could grow up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You either what you was or you washed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody Damn. got an image for a grown-ass black man when you a young nigga. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Niggas take your granddaddy and be like, that's the image of an old man. I don't know. I, I I would argue that if I had more time, I think things have evolved. I think that, I think shit is changing a little bit. I think there's a little bit more on the landscape. It may not be in your face, but I definitely think it's not as scarce as it may have been 20 years ago, for sure. That's just how I feel. Um, the work ain't done. Yeah, the work ain't never done. Then the work ain't never done. The work gonna keep going. There ain't no, you know, shit. This shit, this world gonna keep spinning. You know what I mean? Generations, generations, and generations. We just here for how long we here for? <laughs> um, shit, man. Uh, what else? Real quick, out of the culture. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> we got a got an honorable mention at Montgomery boat battle. You know, that was a moment. <laughs> that was a that was a, moment. That was a moment. That was a moment. That was a teachable moment for for both black people and white people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that uh, I hope black people realize that, you know, we're better together than apart. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I hope white folks realize there's always some more black people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just around the corner. So be careful. Uh yeah man. Uh what else? Writers, writers and the actor strike. That shit was that shit was a, a, a motherfucker, but you know, everybody back to work. You know, mm-hmm. see what happens with that. Uh Rest in peace Tyree Nichols, rest in peace Jordan Neely due to some bullshit. A lot of other people passed, but you know, I don't want to 
cherry pick nobody. I just <laughs> thought about the, you know what I mean? But a lot of people, you know, y'all know. Um, but rest in peace to everybody that passed, you know. Um, and um, real fast, shout out to John Morant, Deion Sanders, and Cam and Mace in the sports world. I don't know if you want to speak to any of that. Man, you Before know, we move on. my man John Moran is back dunking on niggas, at least trying mm-hmm. on on some of them. You know, back to his his uh his high flying feats. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, young man just being young and stupid, and you know he'll get past it as long as he keep doing what he do at his day job. And shit, you know, Dion of course went out there, changed the ways of the. You know what I'm saying? Out of school and and brought attention like it never had, and you know is on his way to starting something special. You know, he didn't get all the wins mm-hmm. that he wanted, but shit, he motherfucking made the waves and brought that energy. So, shout out definitely, to Dion. You know what I'm definitely brought that energy. He might be the sportsman of the year. For the, he could be. Uh, he could be. He's ITC up there. Definitely. Yeah. Shout out to him and. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to uh, Draymond Green with the Fist of Fury Award. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and and you know, Cam and Mace, uh, yeah, they came in doing their thing, man. So yeah, they did their thing. So, they killing it. <clears throat> they yeah. killing it. And and uh, stat. Um. All right. All right. There it is. Word. There anything else? Oh, shout out to Kai Sinat. You know what I mean? Doing his thing. How um, you pronounce that shit? You know, Kai Sinat. Sinat. I believe. Sanat, oh, I believe. Oh, you know, okay. it could be Sanat. I think it's Sanat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't yeah, know how to pronounce it, so I just stayed away from you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Butchering yeah, the yeah, man yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him. <laughs> Getting that shit off. Uh, building a hellified audience for yeah, himself. Him and uh, Funny Marco had a great year. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to them. And yeah. And you know, there's a lot of other people. It's a long ass year. So you know what, what? What? What they always say? Uh, blame my head, not my heart. <laughs> you know that type of shit. So yeah, <laughs> salute, salute. You know what I mean? Salute to everybody. Everybody get a head nod. Peace. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But let's let's talk about these. Let's talk about these two shows, man. Where you want to go first? You know, I mean, shit. It ain't no question. We gonna go Fargo first. Okay. Okay, you, you kick it off. Uh, Fargo, um, I guess this episode was called Linda. Um, you know, it was all about Dot, Nadine, or whoever whoever you want to buy into at this point. Going back to kind of deal with some of the the, um, the past, the stuff that we, we've been quietly learning over the last couple of episodes and really taking us to the root of how it all happened. And and it starts with the original Linda, the Saint Linda of of the new organization that helps battered women get over their battered uh, situations. Um, but what what Dot needs is this particular Linda to come join her fight in testifying against Old Roy, who doesn't have a case, and I'm not sure where they're gonna bring this case and. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of vague as to what this, what she would be testifying to and to whom. Yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's what we had with it. So she went back, found, looked, you know, uh, I guess, you know, they had some type of way of reaching out. And she went and found the uh, postcard under the windmill 
saying the uh, camp where they were the encampment of um, of sheltered women. And so she she found her, you know, went there thinking that it was gonna be a quick one two one two in and out. And they were like, nah, you come in here making these accusations, you're gonna have to testify to them here before she goes anywhere. Because, you know, the 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 crowd has to believe you before any of this any motion can happen. So, you know, she had to go through the process begrudgingly make a doll and a puppet and do a puppet show testifying her story in which we find that Linda was Roy's original, one of his original wives that actually recruited her in per se um, and kind of knew what Roy was going to do as far as, you know, um, sex or abuser and all the other things. And she brought her in and kind of, you know, handed her to the wolves and that's how that's how I went and so Dot was really just trying to say hey you brought me into this shit you knew this shit was gonna happen you knew what this shit was and I need you to tell the other people how the fuck I got caught up in some shit like this and so you know we spent a lot of the episode on that um shout out to uh Savon White he was actually the director on Stomp the Yard he directed this piece so shout out to him yeah so you know, he's a real creative guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he thinks very creatively, so I think with the visions of the puppet show and, and the way that they move through those things um, in a 3D kind of way, I think it really suited Savon as a director. So that was pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah shout out to him. That shit was dope. I really liked that a lot. <clears throat> but go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, I think a lot of that, a lot of the show was was based on that. In the end, she ends up getting there to agree to come back and do it with her. And because it was so much of that, I don't what was the, what other parts did we see in that motherfucker? <laughs> uh, we saw a couple things. One, back to the, the Linda thing, too. So I, I was getting the thing that I know Linda already kind of threw Dot kind of under the bus, right? Or mm-hmm. like did a trade and got up out of there and threw her to, to Roy. And I'm curious how many wives Roy had, if if Linda's the first one or if he got a whole lineup of them. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, did she take some money from her too? Because remember she dug up the thing and she got that empty-ass canister with the with the postcard in? Oh, And shit. it was like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it looked like, it said, sorry, Linda. So that's why when Dot pulled up on it, it was on site. She snuffed her, wow. And then it was like, let her, let her, let her, you know, chill. <laughs> yeah, she had to let that hand go one time. One time at least. Yeah. There's going to be a few more, but they the, the Lindas, the Lindas kind of broke it up. But, um... On the other side of things, yeah, Munch. we see that um, Munch, his patience game is the best because he set up a whole little thing to make it look like he was on a rocket chair in the, in the window waiting on homie to pull up mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, had his little puppet get shot in the head, making Gator think that he killed Munch. Then he sees that the bag, we don't even know if there's money in the bag, but the bag is still in the car. So he breaks into the car, and as he's trying to get the bag out, the old lady who Munch just killed her son early on mm. with an axe, um, you know, Gator kind of pushed her off. She fell, cracked her head. She died. 
And uh, so we're gonna see what's gonna happen to that. This so probably now be Munch some mad. Munch mad again. You know, Munch need that. Munch is one of the people that need a quest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he need a he needs something to point him in a certain direction. I mean, you point know him I mean? to evil. Got down the nigga been on accepting yeah, sins for five hundred years. Yeah. So everything no probably everything probably don't get him hype. He done seen that shit before. That was 300 years ago I, I remember niggas did that shit. I don't <laughs> respond to that no more. You know what I mean? But that right there in my whole 500 years, I ain't never <laughs> see that, you know. So there's that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, Dot made that puppet fast as shit. Yeah, I don't think there's anything Dot can't do. She was trying to get yeah. a body. It was too she detailed, though. Like I'm like, you ain't mm-hmm. make them a fucking shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the joints were moving and shit. I thought it was going to be a small puppet. She made a full on. Like, it was crazy. Um, what else do I remember? That's, uh, oh, at the very end, we see that, you know, Dot has the worst luck. She winds up in the hospital, and here come Roy. You know, so that's where that kind of ended, with Roy pulling up on her. You know, I got you. You know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, also notice that Wayne is starting to recover. And he's starting to redeem himself. He's not as simple as he once was. He's still kind of like overly benevolent. Like mm-hmm. when he traded out that old car for the new car, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, but that's just him, I guess, being nice and not really tripping, business. but <laughs> yeah, fucking business up a little bit. Uh, but that was it. Everything. This is a really like a big yeah. dot Linda episode. Yeah. So yeah. So it was a setup, um, you know what I'm saying? Munch is mad, uh-huh. so that throws off the dynamics of, of Roy. The, um, right. the the you know what I'm saying the lady lying is 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 on Roy's campaign. So we about right. to see how that's gonna play out. Um Dad is headed back with Linda to kinda help be able to explain her story. Right. And yeah, it looks to be quite the ending coming up pretty soon in the next couple episodes. Is it one or two more left? I think it's two more left. Um, no, no, no. It's episode four, seven, so yeah. it must be three. Is it ten? I think they got ten episodes on it. Okay. I think. I could be wrong. Well, maybe it's, it's just nine. Me. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Um, Raising Canaan, we on episode five. Oh, yeah. Raising Canaan. Episode five. What was the name of this episode? I forget. It was Blood. I, I, um, I forget. Um, I'll say this from the door. Pour a little out for a street legend, you know. Yeah, uh, man. R.I.P. Unique. Oh man, unique. He should have seen it coming. I'm be honest with you. I don't want to be like that, but everybody he, fucking with Ronnie should see it coming. But God damn, I don't think he thought it was gonna get to that point you know what i'm saying he had the blind spot the brother blind spot he didn't right. think it could happen and, to him he and, and slept this was on his brother probably one of the few times where the voiceover could have mattered mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they went a little too far with some of the shit but mm. if they would have stopped at a certain point where he was like you know what I'm saying at a certain point you don't even remember why you fighting you just fighting well, to who see who's gonna be the be the yeah. last man standing in the end. They should have yeah. just ended that shit right there and let it fucking yeah. play out. But then all that other right. shit kind of got in the way. But it's okay. They getting mm. better. They getting better. Um yeah, yeah. But they got to the point, because you know, like like, you know, people that I know have said, 
If it's worth fighting for, it's worth killing for. Which speaks to the same shit. It's like mm-hmm. at the at the end of it, once you in it, you really fighting to, to be the last man standing in the end. Cause whatever you right. fighting up don't even matter no more. Cause in the end, somebody gonna die. And yeah, and that's what happened. Like he got the best of them, but he ain't finish him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he just talk shit. Yeah, now I'm the nigga now. Okay, <laughs> right. Because he's still sleeping on Ronnie. He think that he could just beat his brother ass and it was going to be all good. He don't realize, to your point, Ronnie willing to take it all the way there and beyond. Yeah. And he was, he. there was too many moments, too much foreshadowing, where <clears throat> if he wasn't blinded by the loyalty of Happy and his brother or his older brother at that, mm. he should have been clear. Pernissa telling them, fucking Rock telling them, Ronnie's telling them, you know what I'm saying? Um, Dean telling them. Everybody like, yo, your man is wilding out here. And I don't know if, I forget who did the narration, but when they introduced him, he's been living up to that that introduction talking about he's the guy that the people that you don't want to fuck with, don't want to fuck with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Weird as shit, popping up three in, in the morning. Like, he was the boogeyman. This nigga was living crazy. Right. It was so many times where it was like, this shit is a, a oncoming train, and either you're going to have to stop that shit or get run over. And unfortunately, and I was surprised, because, you know, Unique is, you know what I mean, like a... A fan favorite. He's like one of the the bigger characters on the show. Yeah, out of here. I mean, out of here. Know. But I appreciate that. I appreciate that they true to, you know, whatever narrative they took a big swing and got rid of a, a big character. Yeah, and, he uh, might have we'll had see. some other shit to do in real life, but <laughs> nigga might want to make an album, go on tour, or some shit. Man, but come on. that none of that don't matter uh, here. <laughs> yeah, you make that album in between. But look, uh, let me ask you this, because we've all said. Uh, we all of the belief ah, of you might not be dead in the power universe. I think he dead. I really yeah. think he dead. Uh, from what I understand, I think he did a whole little Instagram post talking about, you know, it's been good, whatever, whatever. But, uh, you know, there's certain people, there's murmurs that I don't, I'm refusing to believe that yeah. Unique's dead. Yeah, he people dead. don't want him to be dead, but yeah, he no. dumped his ass in the dump. I think in the trailer he's decomposing. Oh wow! Damn, got the <laughs> got the worms coming out. Yeah, he, he you yeah. know what I'm saying. His skin is bubbled up on the trailer, so yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's a wrap for him. Y'all gonna see him in the decomposition line, nigga. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah Ronnie, so, Ronnie done went too far. Told Prince about rock. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Prince going wild. Ronnie goes look. I mean, Unique goes look for Ronnie. Like nigga, you don't went too far, and right. and that was you know that took him to the took him on over yeah, yeah. to the upper room. Showed you how far he can go. Right. Bing. Him with the, yeah, that shit was crazy. So, um, I think I got some. All right, I think that I'm trying to remember how did it open up. It started with something at the beginning. I forget. Oh, see them cops still trying to shake down Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, curious to see how that's gonna 
turn out because I don't think she's gonna. I don't think she's gonna pay them, but we'll see. Think some shit going. She got to take some action. Uh, I guess the Chinese food restaurant is a wrap. I don't think that's gonna go down. I mean, Curious he did. Oh, to, shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I don't he know what's going to happen. Got no plug. With, I mean, Ronnie. Well, got, that's the thing. I'm curious what's going to happen with Ronnie and Juliana. Right. That looked like. Well, not he dead because she something. basically is like, nigga, go ahead and kill him. Kill that nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Not you don't dead. fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of him for us. Um, I think that a couple things I noticed. Um, <clears throat> I think Marvin, back to talk about London Hughes, his, his character. Think Marvin has evolved a whole lot mm-hmm. on the show from where he was. You know what I mean? Like the, you see it a lot in how he deals with jukebox and and her sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like a lot more like uh, <laughs> tolerant and shit. Yeah, but nah, but he's like all in too. He's like, yo, what's up with your lady? She don't need a, a ride. Like he's like, he ain't pushing her away. No, you know he's I mean? not. He's doing everything he can to make it work yeah. against everything yeah. that he knows. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that he's trying to keep the family together, trying to get Rock to come out to lose situation. Um, I gotta say this. Finally. A fucking dope moment for famous. Once that man pulled that mic out that stand, he rocked that shit with ease. Famous and and that girl rocked that shit. They they got some some good talent on that motherfucker. Yeah. He rocked that shit. That nigga had, I can see all that weed smoking and writing in that composition book. That shit, that paid off because he, that nigga got busy. He had the motherfuckers. Doing the hook and shit like that, nigga. The, the beat was fire. The nigga, the shit. I rewound that about five times. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. That shit came out of nowhere. That's oh shit. Wait a minute. Yeah, only, the only fucked up part about it was they they had Lulu confused in the motherfucker after it was over. He was snapping mm. like it was poetry, but then he clapped. I'm like, they can make up your mind, man. That's a that's uh. a cheer moment. That ain't no snap moment. <laughs> right, right, right. I gotta watch that again. Yeah, they I had Lulu that snapping again. at first. He did two snaps, and then he then he clapped. Like, okay, yeah. like he was about to do something with Famous. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. He, I mean, Famous rocked that shit. Um, it's interesting to see what's going on with Jukebox in the group, but with, particularly with that girl, because it looked like there was some rhythm there. But yeah, then yeah. Juke kind of passed her off to Kanan, and, mm-hmm. and Shorty seemed to be with it. You know what I mean? So it was kind of how that be when you're young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you, you ain't too attached to nothing. Right. Go ahead, ain't my lady. No, she mm-hmm. trying to just be hard with the cold. That's probably where right. it all go left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might Wait, be Sean, no, Mama. Nah, it ain't. <laughs> who's Sean, Mama? Who's Sean? The who's Sean? nigga who can and kill his son in power. Uh, oh, 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 right, 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 right. Damn, I forgot all about old, old Dwayne Wade. <laughs> it is yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a universe now. Yeah, it is. I'm, and that's the thing. I'm curious at what point, if and at what point are we going to see Ghost and Tommy and maybe even Angela? Like, are they going to pull up? And then mm-hmm. some people saying that Ronnie might be the guy there's word that Ronnie might be the guy that gives Kanan his first brick, and he's the guy that kind of, <clears throat> kind of puts all of them on. He becomes their OG. Mm. So, 
We'll see. Um, I'm trying to think. What's going on with Kanan? What's going on with Kanan? Kanan just being a spoiled brat. He missed his meeting with the social worker. Trying yep. not to be home. He got his maps. He trying to keep the the crew, you know what I'm saying, in check. Trying to keep them going because they get nervous. The, the main messenger guy is like, nigga, you fucking on my business. He want to be out. You know what I'm saying? Not much was happening with Kane in this episode. Lulu had to go see his mama, though. Had to go to his mama's house the first time we seen they had parents and shit. Right, right. It's been a heavy parent. <laughs> it found out he had a father last episode. Right. Yeah. You know, got a whole mama that's alive. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and irritated. Like, she just like rock. Like, motherfucker. He's not even coming here. Don't send no money around here no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Something like Lou trying not to drink. Lou is, to... is on the up and up. You know what I'm saying? He got mm-hmm. his little open mic going. Um, you know, people fucking with it. They are, you know, they on right. point. Like this particular show, they are on point with the music of the era, mm-hmm. the jury, the look, the cars. Like they got that shit down pat. Like the high tops don't seem fake, and you know what I'm saying, wigs right. and shit. Like niggas actually right. went in, like um, Ronnie mustache looked like a real jail mustache. Like they sat home and grew for the show. You know what I'm saying? That's some uh-huh. shit. They just stuck on them. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like niggas taking this shit mustache. serious. Right. Yeah, nah, it's been good. It's been good. <clears throat> Every so often I realized this last episode, Rock and um Lou, their little New York accent kind of be a little over the top sometimes. It just be <laughs> a little, it just be a little like, all right, all right. Like I Rock mean. should be a little too clipped. And mm-hmm. then Lou. My father. <laughs> it's like, all right, bro. But I, I still fuck with the show. Still, you know, my favorite. That's just one of my little critiques. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, is there anything that we missing? Let's spin That's the block one more time. Talk about you. Um, right. Uh, you know, Marvin heard, you know, he did his little anger management with his partner, but his partner mm-hmm. kind of told him Dean got killed, you know, in, right. inadvertently. And you know mm-hmm. he had to get up out of there so he could let the let the people know that right. shit niggas out here done killed Dean. So he mm-hmm. went and told right Rock about loose. that. Helped us sweep up. You know what I'm saying? Why mm-hmm. she's like fuck Lou, fuck right. Lou. You know what I'm saying? You right. see Lou, fuck Rock. <laughs> Marvin right. in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Staying uh-huh. steady. Um, that was it. You know, Rock got some decisions to make with her her uh, extortion and her ongoing situation with the feds. Jello um, interrogation. And her yeah. son. You know what I'm saying? Like, she got shit she need to work out. And I think that's right. what we're going to be seeing, how she worked that out. Because we have the season sheen in the game. Like, this is, it, ain't, it ain't even been no game. Who, who sold some dope? Marvin might have sold a few little things to the Wall Street niggas, but uh-huh. ain't been much dope. That's it. <laughs> Unique, Being moving a little something the, moving the Chinese spot, spot was just getting established. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's when Ronnie got real, you know what I'm saying, un- mm-hmm. just, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> ungrateful. Nigga, this ain't yeah. shit. This what this what it is? Man, we got to yeah. build it. Man, fuck, this shit ain't shit. <laughs> right, right. Like, damn. And he, he kind of spilled the beans on Rock and Unique to Yeah, Kanan. that's what I said with Pernissa. Inadvertently. No, and huh? he he told he meant to say that shit. No, I'm talking about with Kanan. 
No, with Pernissa, he definitely meant to say oh, that. What but say I'm talking about I missed that one. He was just like, so Unique put you on? Because I seen him over there with Rock, something like that. Kind of oh, like, right, right. and he was like, what? Like, he didn't know that Unique and Rock were like, right. you know, dealing like that. Right. And maybe maybe he don't realize it's more than just doing business, but he right. was blind to all that until Ronnie was like, so who gave you the heroin? He was like, heroin, you know, right. on some Scooby-Doo shit. Ain't but no, um, who said anything about heroin? Exactly, and then the uh, Pernissa shit. What made what was a funny little, t- like it kept going a couple times. It became like a funny little thing. Was uh, all unique wanted to do was just finish his basic ass sandwich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just a regular ass sandwich. It'll be, it wasn't no over the top ass sandwich. He just wanted to get through this sandwich. And every time he tried to take a bite, Pernissa's like, "Well, who the fuck is this chick?" And he's like, damn, I'm just trying to enjoy my sandwich. It was like a couple of those. So I thought that was funny. A little running gag. Um, any predictions for either show? Well, like you say, Ronnie finna be the man in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Which which means Rock probably gonna come back in the game to kind of squash him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's gonna, I mean, you know, as I meant to say in our TV Roundup that I wanted to, you know, shout out um, my man from BMF. Uh, what's his nigga name? From BMF. Oh, Lamar. Lamar. Lamar from BMF, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, is reincarnated into Canaan. I mean, into Raising Canaan as Ronnie. Mm-hmm. So now we got mm-hmm. a we got a Lamar on Raising Canaan now. That you mm-hmm. want, you know what I'm saying, bad guy that you want to root against. You know what I mean? Unless you just root for the bad guys. Um, mm-hmm. so Ronnie's the bad guy now, and I think they're gonna run with that. They're gonna they're gonna make Ronnie, you know, what I'm saying chase all of our favorite characters around the board, and right. I think that's what we're beginning to see now. So you think he's gonna make it through the season? Oh hell yeah, definitely. Okay. I still <clears throat> I still got my prediction. It might be, yeah, I still got my prediction. I think Ronnie might be the one to kill Rock. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that's a big look. If you right. took out two of the two of the, the big dogs on the show on the come up, but uh we will see. We'll see what's going on. And I don't know if he does kill Rock, I don't think he survives that. But we'll see. We'll see. That's my only prediction for right now. Um Yeah, that's it. But uh yeah, man. <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Me too. Happy 2024. Happy 2024. Speaking of 2024, DC Improv, February 8th through the 10th. You already know. Also, uh, City Steam in in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, February 16th and 17th. Go ahead and get them tickets now. They are on sale, DanielLemon.com. And, uh, as always, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in a conversation. We out. The main thing of it all is to be in a conversation.